0: Inspired by a galaxy far far away you're listening to force fan podcast
1: hey cat
2: hey adrian
1: read anything cool lately
2: you know i did actually last week i finished resistance reborn what about you
1: maybe not last week But a couple days ago, because I don't have the (laughs) reading speed of a Jedi demon, I, too, finished Resistance Reborn.
2: (gasps) Oh, and might we want to talk about that right now on our podcast?
1: (laughs) That's why I'm here.
2: Yep. Despite (laughs) multiple technical difficulties.
1: Oh, no kidding. This is like the third attempt, I feel like.
2: (laughs) Third time's a charm.
1: Nothing is stopping us. From saying words about books tonight, this is happening.
2: Yes, specifically Resistance Reborn, which came out last week, uh, and is the first book to take place after The Last Jedi, basically. Is Maybe it not really? the first book. Well, there's technically there was the Spark of Resistance or whatever it was, uh, that middle grade novel, but this uh-huh. is like the first. Um, kind of big piece uh, to start bridging that gap. I didn't yeah. know that.
1: I, I, I knew post The Last Jedi uh, material was kind of scarce, but I don't know. This was like the first big one.
2: Yeah, there have been two comics. So part of the Poe Dameron comic took place post TLJ, and that actually, like those events get referenced in Resistance Reborn. Right. And then the uh, the Allegiance comic um, which is which also happens post Last Jedi, which got that got actually referenced in the Spark of Resistance by Justina Ireland. So both of those comics have tied in, but so far that's it. That's like all we have for material kind of bridging this gap or the journey to the rise of Skywalker, as they're calling it. So
1: let me ask you something right off the bat sure what wasn't referenced in this book
2: uh what oh you just like in general because (laughs) we got everything yeah um we got comics we got other novels we got video games games.
1: which Uh, i play so i got those references pretty spot on (laughs) i'm like hey i didn't read that comic or read that book but hey i played that game i understood that reference
2: I understood that reference. I did not play that game, but I did understand that reference thanks of to you and Of course she did. And I got the of other references
1: I because I talked to you about the books too. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, Ray um, told me about that.
2: Yeah. Well, that's one thing that I really liked about this book is how it drew in from the comics and the other novels and from the video games, which I don't think is something that we'll ever kind of get on the big screen, as much as we want it, I don't think we'll ever see oh, all no. those elements drawn in together. So it's really cool that in this book, we actually did. We got characters that we've only seen in the comics, we've got characters we've only seen in the video games, and we got characters that we've only seen in other books, uh, which was really awesome, and I I loved that.
1: I, so. I have mixed feeling- feelings about all that, to be honest.
2: They're okay. What, what are your mixed feelings about that, Adrian?
1: Well, no, I, I'm, I, I am a total supporter of the whole cinematic extended universes that are happening on right now. I think they're neat. Mm-hmm. We're living in a time where we got full blown series going on in, in, at movie theaters. You know, they're tell they got like the serialized thing going on, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. I love reading supplemental material that uh, supports everything. That we're seeing on uh, on the screen. This one just kind of pushed it a bit too much because it's supporting what we've seen in the movies to an extent. But to get the best effect from this book, I needed a couple of comics. I needed a couple of other books. I needed some video games. So I'm just trying to imagine what, you know what? A casual fan that has seen most of the the movies. You know what? I want to read a Star Wars book. Hey, this is a prequel to The Rise of Skywalker. That's the next one that's coming out. Okay, I'll read this one. I think they're going to have a bad time,
2: mm. you know? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. There were a lot of characters in this book and a lot going on. And, yeah, to I think to really have the full emotional impact, um, at least of a couple characters, you definitely needed to have read some of the other books and for a casual fan who's just like oh it's a sky or uh, it's a star wars book that might be cool to pick up it wouldn't have it certainly would not have the same impact you're totally right about that i mean on the one hand i get that it's like supplementary so they can do that a little bit more but i mean i do think you have a point is that if you're trying to keep it open as like Uh, any book could be a starting point. This might not be the best book for that. It
1: it can't Um, be the best because it's
2: yeah. I mean, maybe it might pique your curiosity about something that you came and you'd be like, Oh, where is Sarah Linda from? You know, one of my favorites. Uh, (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, and then you might be, um,
1: and again, like I said earlier, like I said earlier, the only reason I got so much of this was because of conversations with, with you. (laughs) Had I not known you or had we not talked about that. Plus, I read enough of Bloodline back in the day to like, oh, it's that character.
2: Yeah, we can get to that character.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of it was a lot of that. You 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 helped me enjoy this more just by (laughs) being a speed reading demon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad I was able to help for that.
1: So thank you for that.
2: Yeah, there. So, I mean, I really enjoyed Resistance Reborn it went by really quickly. I honestly feel like, so this book clocks in at what, like 400 pages or something? Maybe not even. No, it's like
1: 250 or something.
2: Oh gosh, you know, 298. 298? Is what is what my hardback copy says. But I easily could have read another 200 pages. I've read Rebecca Roanhorse's other books and I've really enjoyed them, and I enjoy her writing style. And this just flew by for me, oh, so totally. I easily, I easily could have read two hundred more pages. Um, so
1: yeah, I, I will say that for the book, uh, I, I made a comment uh, in our feed the other day that uh, Master and Apprentice is, is just as long as this one, give or take a couple pages. Mm
2: really cuz it feels a lot longer.
1: well well i did i did the audiobook versions and lengthwise, okay. uh, they clock in around the same time okay so, so
2: probably rough i mean probably roughly i the mean i
1: c- i have master and apprentice hardcover i could go get that right now real quick and check the pages but my point being um master and apprentice really dragged for me for a bit in the middle i felt yes. it felt over long this yeah. one being of sim- similar length audio wise anyway flew by like that Mm -hmm. the pace in this book is fantastic you never ever get bored at any point it's just zip 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 all right we're moving this bad boy along
2: (laughs) yeah there's definitely not a lot of downtime in this novel um that's my only other so i could have easily read 200 pages but i don't know if i could have read 200 more pages of what we (laughs) what we had, which may sound confusing, <laughs> no, but get, there's a I lot in this book because it takes place, you know, right after, well, not right after, but so soon after The Last Jedi, it's a lot of like, oh, we're running and hiding from the First Order. And I think if I had had to do more of that, I might have gotten a little annoyed because knowing that they can't like conclusively resolve anything before the movie, obviously, I think I would be like, oh, really, guys, like, can we not just, like, chill for a little while? Um, I think I compared it in our uh, text thread to the camping and crying section of the <laughs> Deathly Hollows, Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, was um, funny.
2: Because it, yeah, because, I mean, it it is, though. To me, at least, that's that's the comparison that that I have. Um, My touchstone is it's like because it's a lot of like, oh, we're fleeing from the First Order. We're safe. Oh, we're not safe. We have to find a safe spot. Oh, we're safe. Oh, maybe not. We're not safe. And so it gets in that sense, it's a little repetitive and there's not. Like you can't there there's no way to resolve that at this time cuz we're waiting for the movie.
1: Well, I have thoughts about that too actually.
2: Oh, oh okay. Well, Please I, share. During
1: our first uh, during our first failed attempt at recording this episode, I mentioned <laughs> that uh <laughs> I mentioned I think the book would have been stronger uh, narrative, narratively speaking if we had taken out one of the subplots. Specifically yes, we, the Ryloth yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Focus it all on the missions. mm -hmm. And I think we would have had a much tighter story that would have lost some of that. We're safe. We're not safe. We're safe. We're not safe uh, 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 thing you're talking about.
2: Yeah. And and I agree. And I've seen some other people on Twitter – who have been trying to read this book. And they're like, there's too many characters. And I think you have a good point. Like there's a there's a lot of different plots that are happening in this book and there's a lot of people crammed into it and as much as I like Rebecca Roanhorse and I really did enjoy this book, I do think there's a point to be made there about maybe some of the subplots could have been converged or cut, yeah, um, all together to kind of streamline it. Because really, this is a book about Poe. Like, this is Poe's yeah. book. And He's the it's biggest all face about, on the
1: cover. <laughs> yes, yeah.
2: Imagine that. Um, but, but really, you know, it's about his growth post- Last Jedi, and um, I just, you know, I feel, I feel similarly that it maybe could have been streamlined later, you know, at some point to. To make some of these other characters, I don't know, like maybe they could have gotten a mention, but maybe we didn't get like a whole several chapters devoted to whatever they were doing. Um, I get that the point of the book is, though, to, you know, we're kind of seeing them gather the remnants of the resistance back together because I'm sure in the movie, you know, they'll come together and it'll be like, you know, there'll be some guy on the Internet or a woman, some person on the Internet yelling like, but where did they come from? And we didn't see this. And like, that's read that's the where the, that's. Yeah. Read the book. Yeah. You know, that's where they're coming. This no, yeah, totally. coming from. So, I mean, I do get it from that point of view. Um, oh yeah. So if it uh, sounds uh, negative, I'm not trying to be negative. I did really like this book, but um, based, I totally get what you're saying. Based on
1: what we've seen in, uh from the Rise of Skywalker trailers and all that, mm-hmm. it's like okay, I know, I now know where that blockade runner came from. I'm assuming that's the same yes. one that's in this book. You know, the little things like mm-hmm. that. I'm like okay, yeah, that's a connectivity that I really, really like between the films and series and the books like little links towards the bigger universe and I mentioned it before in this podcast too that uh I think Star Wars does it better than Marvel in that respect because everything is so well uh synchronized it's so it's such a well-oiled machine you know like Marvel just has not been able to establish that yet I think with yeah uh, so so that was cool and that's I think it, it is cool
2: yeah and I think that's where having the story group kind of comes in handy because Rebecca Roanhorse was able to be like, "Oh, I'd like to bring in these characters from Claudia Gray's novels, or you know, bring in comics uh, characters from the comics, like Sarah Linda, or the video, the Battlefront Two characters. You've got Zay and Shreve. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's nice that." they're able to do that. So there are these little connections that people who have played the video game or read the other books, you know, they're like, oh yeah, those person is doing more. Like they didn't just disappear into the galaxy somewhere, (laughs) they're still out there doing stuff. As is sometimes you're like, but what's happening with that person? They're all together now.
1: (laughs) Is this this Rebecca's first Star Wars book? Or is she written (laughs) something else? Because I adore her writing style.
2: This is definitely in my top five. I don't know if anything will really ever replace. So I really loved Bloodline. um, And I don't know if anything will oust that. But this is definitely up there. Um, mainly, Mainly because I love the way it draws from so many other. Um, from so much other Star Wars material, but right. also because I think Poe's character growth here and um, him kind of having to get over his ego and learn from that and grow from that is really well done. Um,
1: um, it's it's a so. double edged sword for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I loved everything that Poe that we saw with Poe in this in this book. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, before we mentioned that you know he was just kind of like this generic kind of hotshot pilot in The Force Awakens, then Ryan yeah. Johnson made him a person, and this <laughs> book just built on that, making him more of a person with layers mm-hmm. and and anxiety. And I'm like, I love that so much. I'm hoping he still has something to do in the movie. That is my yeah. concern right now with Poe.
2: Yeah, yeah. It would suck if all of his character growth happened. In the book, and then we yeah. didn't see anything else in the movie. <laughs> uh, it's
1: like, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. That's not the case. But I'm hoping it's also just on another case where uh, he goes on the same journey he did in this book in the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, they don't reset him to an extent, just to have him do the same thing. Yeah.
2: I hope, I hope not. I mean, and, you know, people definitely have setbacks. Like, that's something that happens. And I don't expect him to be like, completely changed, um, or, you know, completely perf- perfect, quote, unquote. Um, but, I mean, I, I do get where you're coming from with that fear.
1: Um, you also brought up a really interesting point last time that we tried to talk about this. Uh, you are talking about the different plots, what could go away, what could, couldn't, you know, what, what should mm-hmm. stay, I should say, and, uh, one of my complaints was, you know, the core characters, like, yeah, they're not doing much because obviously we got to wait mm-hmm. for them in the movie. Ray was just kind of there. Finn was just kind of there. But you brought up the point of, hey, so who's a good scavenger? Who should go on this scavenger mission? You know, who's the right? up and coming rebel that can go with the, you know, older rebel that's a veteran? You know what I mean? <laughs> All that good stuff. Yeah. And like, you are so right. Why didn't that happen? <laughs>
2: I I mean I do know I think Rebecca said in an interview that she wasn't she really couldn't do that much with Ray um again probably because of the movies but yeah I definitely feel like they could have taken the characters from the movies and maybe let them do a little bit more in terms of like Ray and Rose um Ray going to the junk planet to help scavenge ships Rose either to do something with Wedge and Snap.
1: You could have had them, if you're not gonna give them growth, which is fine, because, I mean, we need it for the movie, you could have made them do cool stuff. Yeah. Just give them a bunch of action beats to show off, basically. And I really, really, really love that point you brought up, just because it makes so much (laughs) sense to me.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Again, I'm not writing, but, like, yeah, as we were talking, it was just like, wait, why couldn't they have done... And actually, I did think that while I was reading the book. I was like, why isn't Ray going with
1: draw these people?
2: Yeah, why isn't she going with Draw Squadron? Because, like, that's it's literally, like, her job that she has had for, you know, many years now. But I guess they needed somebody to pilot the Falcon, so... <laughs> wow, she I got stuck. they had
1: a... If only they had a long-running character that was eight feet tall and covered (laughs) in fur, and
2: who also knew how to fly the falcon. The falcon, yeah. Yeah, What? What? I don't know. I know part of me, (laughs) and we don't know. Like we don't know how soon this takes place after the last Jedi. Although I'm guessing fairly soon.
1: It has Um, to be a few days. Yeah. Max.
2: (sighs) Star Wars and its frickin' timeline. Um, But, yeah, part of me feels like it would have been better if this had been, like, they had all been split up again. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Because, because, yeah, like you said, you know, at least Ray and Rose and even Finn, who, you know, had a role to play and got to spend some time with Poe and they were adorable together, um... It's still, like, yeah, it's, like, none of those characters had a ton to do. It was, like, Poe, and then we got some nice Leia stuff, but, like, everybody else was kind of, well, I mean, I guess we got Wedge, and, but, yeah, you know, some of the core characters for the movies were a little bit more marginalized. Right.
1: But, like, but on that, you know, we're complaining about the way certain plot details (laughs) unfolded, but I think we all agree, all three of us... John isn't here to voice it, but we all love the character work that went into the character moments that we got from this uh, from this book. Yeah, there's not a single character moment that I didn't go ah or just feel a swell in my heart because of how amazing it was. It's yeah. a really, really feel good book in that regard. It's fun yeah. to read just for that stuff.
2: I love a story where everyone comes together and things work out.
1: Uh, <laughs> the <so. that> final <laughs> moment where the three of them get back together, Poe, Ray, and Finn, was just dripping with so much cheese. And I wanted some nachos to go along with it, some tostadas to just kind of pick up on that cheese. And I love it. I live for that kind of cheese. Yes. That, those final moments just got me. And in the audiobook, we had music going along oh. with it so it just added this whole other like
2: was it was it like the force theme swelling in the background or the star wars theme you know
1: yeah it was one of it was the force theme one of the force theme rend- renditions and
2: y- yes as well it should have been <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that's how, you know, Poe's last words are basically like, we're going to save the galaxy. So, of course, you need to the the swell. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, you need the Force theme swelling in the background. Like, what else would you use?
1: And Mark Thompson, too, just bless that man's vocal cords. He is such, such a great uh, uh, audiobook voice. He's just a great voice actor. And his work in mm-hmm. the Star Wars audiobooks has just been, like, phenomenal I'm, awesome. I'm finally making my way through uh, Thrawn Treason, who's – he's also narrating that one. He gets Thrawn down to the dot. Sounds just like uh, he does in Rebels. Mm-hmm. It is. It's amazing how he does Star Wars books. I can see why he's done like half of them. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, let's talk about the First Order in this thing.
2: Mm-hmm. First Order looking a lot like the Empire. Filled with some crazy people.
1: <laughs> I think they're a little worse than the Empire.
2: Yeah. They're, I mean, um, Winsher Brat is kind of, uh.
1: He's a ghetto critic. Come on. Yeah. Ghetto ghetto AF director Krennic.
2: What's hilarious is that you're not the first person to say that. Like, I definitely saw that floating around on Twitter. Like, <laughs> he's ghetto a Krennic Krennic? wannabe. Yeah, oh. well, not ghetto chronic, <laughs> but like a chronic wannabe. Um, so that's.
1: Hilarious. I I actually really enjoyed the character. Uh, I.
2: I liked getting some of the first order perspective from people that are like outside of like the middle maybe, management you know, Kylo Hux. Yeah. <laughs> the middle, the middle management, um,
1: the Walmart, uh, store managers of the first order. Yeah.
2: Even though he'll go crazy and beat you, uh, when he snaps. So, <laughs>
1: Hey man, the pressure, the first order is not an easy gig.
2: Uh, no.
1: doesn't help if you're already a psycho with an ego, the size of Alderaan.
2: Yeah yeah
1: but I, I thoroughly but maybe- enjoyed uh, his character in that regard it was it, it he's not your average uh imperial dark side type of uh, uh, officer or character i should say not officer yeah and uh, John mentioned this too he just he, the way he was written his inner monologue was written it's very well done. you really get a sense of how this guy operates what kind of anxiety he has what kind of uh uh aspirations he has, mm-hmm. without straight up telling you, this is what I want, this is what I fear.
2: Yeah.
1: He's very well-developed and well-written. And yeah, with a character in middle management, I mean, a lot of people would be like, this guy sucks, but it just works so well here, I think.
2: It works well. I didn't like him, but it works well. Um, I was actually, I was a little surprised by the snap. Like, I was kind of waiting for something to happen, but I didn't quite know what it would be. Um... So that surprised me a little, but <laughs>
1: yeah. How and then at,
2: at the end, I was feeling very confused about maybe not confused, but kind of sad, bittersweet. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for about where where he was, because then he just kind of like gave up like he wasn't willing to, you know, come back. Step back over the line. I guess like he would have rather stayed curled up in a ball dying than accept help.
1: And that's where that anxiety comes in. That that pride (laughs) and anxiety mix is a deadly, deadly mixture. And I don't want to say it was relatable, but it's definitely not not relatable.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not not
1: relatable. Not not relatable. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we, we didn't get any hugs or Kylo, like you said, but we got a uh, middle management stuff. We got Yama and we had a uh, Monty who I feel could have been the same character, but
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I swear I was waiting for Monty to pop, pop back up at some point. Um, and so it oh, was kind oh. of,
1: so let yeah. me ask you, let me ask you that yes. about that. Yes. So my argument was that, you know, Yama ended up being a person of relevance throughout this book yes but she didn't get too much development besides you know just being this meek type of mm-hmm. character whereas monty he had a full chapter devoted to himself and what he was doing and betraying the first order what and he was
2: thinking yeah how he was, he was feeling. and yeah.
1: that he's a gay character too apparently and then he just disappears <laughs> and that's the last we see of him Yeah. So my thinking was they could have been the same character, you know. Give all this development we had for Monty, giving it to Yama, make her more interesting since she's actually going to stick around and apparently be part of the resistance. Supposedly, we don't know.
2: I guess. Yeah. Maybe.
1: (laughs) But do you think they're setting Monty up for some future appearance in a game or a Mm -hmm. book or a comic or a show?
2: Definitely possible. Um. I mean, why would they devote so
1: much time and? And 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 development to a one-off character like that.
2: I I don't know Star Wars. Some book There's about the collective.
1: <laughs> you know, it, it's, that's that's an insinuation, right? That he's joining the collective
2: yeah maybe maybe I have to wonder if the collective is somehow gonna like if we might see like a symbol like their symbol or something in, in the, the rise of Skywalker <laughs> yeah like maybe they don't mention it by name or maybe it does get a name drop but we don't really like Ooh. hear anything you know
1: keep an eye out for the symbol on the side of a ship in that big old wall of ships um, some collective yeah, so ships. May-
2: or maybe they'll like mention that they're getting intel from the collective or something. I don't know. I would not be surprised if we get some sort of Easter egg about the collective because that kinda seemed like a big a big deal. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see that come up in either like a comic or right. another book or some sort of Easter egg in the movie.
1: They're definitely building up for something. Uh, so when I finished the book, I mm-hmm. restarted it just because you know I had some extra time, and I remembered. Uh, <laughs> I remembered. All oh, right, this started with a doomed Tie Fighter pilot mm-hmm. transmitting the the key to something, and I when I was reading it, I was like, "All oh, right, what well, what what happened with this? This really didn't go anywhere until we got to the call the the necklace with the
2: yeah with the list with, yeah."
1: With the with the white uh, the, white snake, I think they described it. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's with the collective. She stole this key that's gonna unlock the list. I get it now. They yeah. are definitely doing something with the collective. And I could see them popping up in the Mandalorian, actually. Because we're kind of in exploring that mm-hmm. underbelly of a uh, of the universe. That
2: would be very curious, and I would be okay with that. Um, mm-hmm. As kind of a little thread like another kind of shadowy underground organization that's not out, you know, to help either side. But, you know, collecting information and selling it to the highest bidder. Right.
1: I could totally see uh, Mandalorian g- going there for something, you know, like let's let's take the story in this direction because we need some sort of intel. And by the way, we will be talking about the Mandalorian, uh, I think, next week or some- something like that. That's Once we get- the plan. Once we get through uh, the two premiere two ep- episodes, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: let it sink in
1: and a marinate bit. a little, and then <sighs> I watched the episode three time already. Three times already. It's fantastic. Whoa. I Love. It, it is yeah. so good. It is so good. <laughs> I've
2: only watched it once so far, but I might have to go home and watch it again tonight. It's so if I can the, tear the myself time you're just away. Like, for- oh, I know. It's so pretty, but this isn't so, about the Mandalorian. This is not, about Resistance Reborn. <laughs> it's hard not to talk about all the things at all the time. Words about Star Wars.
1: <laughs> Words about Star Wars.
2: So, what what was your favorite part of this book? Did you have
1: Ooh, one? My favorite part of the book.
2: Mainly because I have one. So I want you to ask me what my favorite part of the book is. So, what's your Cat favorite part Ray, of the book? What is your
1: favorite part of the book? <laughs> well, I think of my favorite part of the book.
2: Oh, my favorite part of the book because I, like, honestly, I physically had to restrain myself from screaming at work when I was reading this, like, <laughs> on my lunch break. Maybe not even on my lunch break. I might have been nice like with the lunch it under break. my desk. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just taking a lunch break all day while I read my book. Don't bother me. Um, was when they revealed that Ransom Casterfo was still alive. And that was like, yes, <laughs> I'm so excited he's not dead because that killed me in Bloodline. And I, like, his fate was left hanging, and it was implied that he was gonna die, that they were gonna kill him. Um, but we never got official, like, yes, he's dead. So it was like holding out hope that maybe somehow he had survived. And then when it turned out, you know, in this list of prisoners that they had. And I was like, <gasps> yeah, I was so, I'm so happy about that, so happy, Adrian. Like, you have no idea, I was so happy about I'm that.
1: I'm getting an idea watching you flail yeah. around like a <laughs> muppet on this on space thing we're doing. <sighs>
2: So happy! I'm so happy. Did you I'm die? So happy he's not dead. I know, but I did almost scream. I was like, ah! "Yeah."
1: <laughs> well, uh, I I don't think I have a moment that got me to react <laughs> quite like that. <sighs> um, but I think the point I got most emotional, mm, okay, was when Snap and Nora. Tell Wedge that Luke was gone.
2: Oh, yeah, that was a good—that was a good scene, like a, I, a sad scene, but a good a, scene.
1: Yeah, no, it was very well done. Wedge's inner monologue is just
2: Ugh, perfectly it's heartbreaking. Written. Yeah, and
1: again, audiobook here, so I had some sad force theme music going mm. on. I'm just like, oh, Wedge, you are breaking my heart, buddy. And then, yeah, that reminded me. It's like that's right. Rogue Squadron. They fought together throughout the from from Yavin up till the end. It's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this guy cared about Luke, and Luke cared about him, and of course it would hit him like that. Don't Jedi live forever or something? He said something along those lines. Yeah, it's like, oh my goodness, (laughs) like this is.
2: Let me get my Kleenex.
1: (laughs) Right, so that that moment for sure really just really struck me. And yeah. I think it's one of the, some of the best Star Wars I've read. I will put that moment in my top Star, Star Wars book moment somewhere mm-hmm. up there in that list. That was that was rough. And, yeah. and I also really appreciated uh, Ray's social anxiety because I just relate to that way too mm-hmm. much more than I care to admit.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were a ton of great little moments all over this book. Um, and just kind of like little character interactions and... I mean, obviously I'm a sucker for the like, oh, let's get in fancy dress and infiltrate a party, which we totally got. (laughs) Um, I would watch, by the way,
1: I would watch a whole movie series or read a whole book of Finn just experiencing the galaxy. (laughs)
2: He's so, I love, I I love that, because I think that Uh, just shows, like it's such a faucet of his character, like he's been so repressed by the First Order, Mm -hmm. and he's not gotten to experience any of this, and he's like so enthusiastic about everything, which I find really endearing, and I think that's very Finn, like, just in general, so.
1: He's allowing himself to be a a kid almost to an extent, because he didn't really have a childhood. Like, hey, this yeah. is delicious. Try that. Oh, this is so good. Oh, that's beautiful. What is this? He's just Look having at this. Yeah. <laughs> he's just loving life. And that's yeah. making him a better rebel because he's got to want to protect all that awesomeness that yeah. he's experiencing. Yeah. And like, that's so, so good and such a core aspect of his character. Mm-hmm. And well, he gets to see, be a person. He gets to be a person. You know. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Not just a faceless soldier.
1: Has Is there any material where we get into the details about that whole program? Does Phasma, does the Phasma novel talk about that or anything?
2: You know, they not really. Um in the Phasma novel, it does have Brendel Hux in it. Um mm. and, well both Huxes. Um but they don't really talk about like the nitty like it it's mentioned, but right. it, they don't really talk about like the nitty gritty of what happens. Um I think the closest we get to that, well, no, I guess that's not true. Sorry, I'm lying. Let me backtrack. <laughs> we because we have um, oh god, Cardinal. Sorry, the Cardinal, the the stormtrooper captain with the the red armor who's in both Phasma and um, the Black Spire novel, and he does he does kind of reflect throughout, um, in both those books about his time as a first order trooper and kind of, you know, like, you know, they li- they make them listen to propaganda every night and they take them from their, when they're, from their homes when they're very young, um, you know, and kind of fill them with the promises of like, you'll always have food, you know, you'll be, you know, you're working for the greater good. Like, this is a better situation and kind of drawing them in. Um, That's but he mean. was like, hmm
1: That's in Black, Black That All that?
2: From both of those because he's he's in both of those books. And so uh-huh. in – sorry, can do you, can I spoiler some things for you or are you going to be – No,
1: because I want to get a list from you. Okay. About what I got to read to appreciate this more. I'm already going to read okay. Bloodline. Like I'm going to finally finish reading Bloodline. I started but never finished. Yeah. I, I, Aftermath. I know I got to read Aftermath, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you've got a whole list. I mean, this. What's incredible? So, what does this draw from? This draws from the Poe comics. This draws from Lost Stars, apparently, which even I kind of. Oh missed. yeah, Yendor. Um, yeah, Yendor, I had to Google that. <laughs> we got Bloodline. We've got the Aftermath trilogy. We've got um, Battlefront. I mean, yeah. So. Okay, so I'm not. I won't talk anymore. But there are some details about the Stormtrooper program in um, Phasma and Black Spire, where there is another First Order character, Cardinal, who um, is thinking about those that program. But I won't say anymore. Um, gotcha. He thinks about he thinks about his experience, and so that's kind of where you you get it from. Like, there's not. A lot of other exposition about like oh you know we you know da, 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 whatever, but you do get some details about what what they do to the recruits. Um, okay, to so kind of indoct- Black To indoctrinate them.
1: Gotcha. All right, so Sorry, yeah, I want a long winded. No, no, thank you. I, I I appreciate your detailed answer. That's really that's what I want. So for sure, I'm gonna add those to 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 my to my list.
2: <laughs> your ever growing list.
1: <laughs> I restarted my Audible uh, uh, subscription, lady. Nice. Okay. Noise. Okay. Noise. But you actually have to play Battlefront 2, and you got to play Fallen Order now, because this actually had a Fallen Order tie-in which I called, I remember I called that.
2: You did, yeah, and I, so not being the video game person here, I completely missed that. I didn't realize that there was a tie-in to Fallen Order until you actually brought that up, and then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that, because I didn't know Again, uh. these
1: things are always released in this order for a reason. Mm-hmm. The way they feed into each other, even if it's just yeah. a little reference. And well, I have Battlefront
2: Two at home.
1: Yeah, but you're here talking to me instead of playing it.
2: I know. <laughs> well, who's who's got time between reading the books and watching Disney Plus and <laughs> podcasting? I mean, I True don't have time that. to play. Uh, <laughs> but someday, yeah, so uh, I have it. I'll get to it.
1: So the draw squadron goes to Braca, the chunk, chunk mm, planet. Yeah. And guess what planets featured in Fallen Order? <laughs> which I pre-ordered and will be picking up on Friday. So I'm excited nice. to try and make some time to play that. <laughs> uh,
2: I pre-ordered it for our au pair, who's a really big Star Wars fan. Um, we got it for his birthday. So it'll arrive on Friday.
1: Very nice. Oh, you know, mm. I love that they're releasing it on a Friday too. So we got we got the weekend. Yeah, you've
2: got the whole weekend to play. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> good thinking on their part.
1: <laughs> and then Thanksgiving coming up after next week, yeah. so yeah, I, I will have thoughts about this video game uh,
2: soon <laughs> enough. I can't wait to hear them.
1: So uh, any kind of final thoughts as we start wrapping up here?
2: I, yeah, so I really liked this book. I liked, basically I liked it more for the character moments, um, I think, than like what happens in the book, if that makes sense. Um, Not that I hated what happened, but I thought it was really more about the characters and, you know, kind of planting the seeds for everyone coming together. And so I found that really enjoyable. Um, Hopefully that means we'll have a little bit less of the, like, we're fleeing from the First Order (laughs) in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Because between... (laughs) Well, basically, The Last Jedi, which was all about fleeing the First Order. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and Resistance Reborn, and then Spark of Resistance. Um, I'm kind of tired from fleeing from the First Order. I'm ready for the big battle. Like, bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready for the final fight. So
1: <laughs> You're ready for the now, end game of Star Wars. I'm ready Wars. for
2: the end game. Yeah, I'm ready for the end game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, we all are. It's, it's cool. No, I, I, I agree. It's we all love the character work that went into this. Well, character moments, not work. Character moments that went into this again has some amazing stuff. That wedge and Luke moment for me again. Just I, I live for that stuff. Um, I saw this mentioned as the end game of Star Wars. It feels more like Iron Man 2 to me, or Age of Ultron, as far as <laughs> <laughs> just setting everything up. <laughs> but but I love uh, Rebecca's writing style, and I would love to read another Star Wars book written by her, where yes. she has uh, free room. Just do what you want with these characters. Mm. You make these characters. You make them do what you want. Because I think if this is a a lesser author, I don't think would have made this work as well as it did. Mm. Based on you know just all the issues we've been talking about tonight. But she made it work wonderfully. She made yeah. it fun. She made it quick paced. She made it heartfelt. Yeah. So imagine what she could do with just free reign.
2: Yeah, something else. Yeah, and maybe, you know, hopefully after The Rise of Skywalker, we'll kind of be able to get a little bit more of the in-between period. And um, yeah, no, I... So I was already a fan of Rebecca Roanhorse before, um, before they announced she was writing this book. So then I was really excited when they announced that she was writing this star wars book and now that i've read it and really enjoyed it i yes i you know i feel the same i really hope she gets to write more in the star wars universe because um i like her and i'd like to see her write more <laughs> more more words Write more. more
1: words so we can have more words about books
2: <laughs> you're damn right
1: <gasps> and yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be getting on those other books I've missed, and I'll try and be better moving uh, moving forward. I, no, I for like sure. I, I like sitting down and reading, but I mean, I just gotta accept I don't have time to to do that anymore. So audiobooks all the way to go. And me and John are both convinced Star Wars audiobooks are the way to go. They really, really, really are.
2: I um I recently listened so the Spark of Resistance book that I keep talking about. Um, mm-hmm. That was only available as an audiobook through my library. So I got, I checked it out as an audiobook and listened to it. And it's, it is a lot of fun. The Star Wars audiobooks are a lot of fun because they put in the sound effects and they put in the music. And, you know, sometimes
1: the music choice is a little odd, like we talked about <laughs> in our Dooku yep.
2: uh,
1: episode, but.
2: Well, I, uh, I as an aside, it does kind of crack me up as they usually use like prequel music as kind of the more like generic action-y music. Mm. And you're like, but that's like from the droid factory or you know, something, and you're like, uh, okay, well, whatever.
1: Every um, now and again, uh, uh, Across funny. the Stars will show up in a totally <laughs> not Across the Stars kind of moment. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, what?
2: Okay, that's a choice, yeah. They do, yeah. They do like the Across the Stars is like we need something that's like sweeping and beautiful, but we something can't use the force theme. Right? Yeah, so <laughs> it's like, but it's like supposed to be a tragic love theme. But okay, yeah, do whatever. That's fine. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. yeah, all in all, uh, fantastic read. Had fun with it. Just got us all that much more hyped for uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Yep. So uh, until then, we'll be reading more books and uh, stay tuned for our Mandalorian episodes that are coming up soon. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast, And you can find me specifically on Twitter and Instagram at Blue
2: and You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CatRay.
1: And uh, you might have noticed that John wasn't here, but he too read the book and he too had words about books. About books. <laughs> So uh, we'll go ahead and leave this episode with John's thoughts. Thanks again, everybody, and may the Force be with you.
2: And then some.
0: Hi, John here, and uh, yeah, I have thoughts about books. Uh, this book in particular I think is possibly my second favorite modern era Star Wars book after Master and Apprentice. I really, really enjoyed this book. Uh, Brat's inner dialogue, in particular, was so well-written and really was a highlight in the book for me. Um, And the tie-in with Bloodline should delight anyone who has read that story. All in all, I I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic Star Wars book. Uh, Was it perfect? No. But, you know, I've maintained in the past that the Star Wars books are filled with all sorts of imperfections. And either you can get over them or you just kind of like can't. So so that's pretty much my take. I thought it was fantastic. It's one of the best Star Wars books, definitely, that I have read. And I would encourage people to get the audiobook and give it a listen like I did or read the thing in five minutes like Cat Ray did. All in all, big thumbs up for me.